everybody, welcome to the Retro Breakdown. We're gonna speed run this because we're both in between tasks, but we just realized we have to record today or not at all. Yeah, that's how it goes sometimes, you know? That's how it goes. How are you doing, Tom? <laughs> excellent. So excellent. I'm, Good. I'm, I'm amped up. I'm hyped up. I'm ready to talk about video games. You know, last week when we were we, we were chatting... And uh-huh. then, and I said I didn't have enough room to be hyped up about things. Only just you did Diablo. Say that. That's it. Yes. I take it all back. I I was in the, I was I went to the bathroom. I was washing my hands. I looked at myself in the mirror and I said, "That's just bullshit." You are so <laughs> excited about Zelda. <laughs> I thought it was a bit out of character for you to say that you don't like you don't have it in you to be excited because you're excited for everything. I'm so ex- I'm so excited for Zelda. I played Zelda 1 because I'm excited for Zelda. That is pretty cool, actually. Like, you know, I didn't... So I started Zelda 2, and then I was like, hey, what's the, what's the manual say about these games? And I read the story for the Zelda 2 manual, because I don't... I mean, I kind of know some Zelda story, history, lore, whatever, but not that much. I didn't realize the Zelda that you're saving in Zelda 2 is the, is the sleeping version of Zelda that's been sleeping for, like, forever. Yeah. So there's two Zeldas in Zelda 2, but you only ever see the one. Because you saved the other one in the first game, and then you're like, whatever, who cares? And then now, now it's all about the the way the way better Zelda that's been asleep. That reminds me of um, that reminds me of a Link Between Worlds, actually. Yeah, you're, you know, did, did you finish a Link Between Worlds? Oh, of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, I, but I don't remember anything about it. it I, I I remember that, was... that instead of Light World and Dark World, it was High Rule and Low Rule. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the the. The funny thing about that game was it was one of those games that I started playing like, oh, I want to play this. I got it at Christmas. And then I didn't turn the 3DS off until it was done. It was like 20 hours. Uh, You know how like the 3DS kept records of your gameplay and all that stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This was the game that was always number one for longest play session because it didn't get closed for 20 hours. (laughs) I, I just couldn't stop playing it. But I don't remember the story at all. I, I remember a good bit of it. Um... Because I remember there was a whole thing where there was like a like a dark Triforce and low rule is like the the it's basically like the it's the it's the flip side like bizarro world of Hyrule where everything sucks because Hyrule has the Triforce. Yeah. Yeah. And low rule doesn't have their Triforce. So all of their stuff is like in chaos. And I remember that the. There is a princess of low rule who's trying to fix it. And her name is not Zelda, but Hilda. <laughs> and I was like, this is dumb. But I I remember actually being kind of like taken in by the story and thinking in general, I really liked A Link Between Worlds because to me, uh, a lot of the exploration was open. Like more open than usual. I mean, like I, Zelda the game was awesome. Yeah, I Zelda don't... in general is an open world like exploration game, but the order that you have to do dungeons in in is generally pretty linear. Yes, yeah, absolutely. That that was sort of the joy of Breath of the Wild, right? Like, hey, yeah. go do what you want, bro. Mm-hmm. It, it, Breath of the Wild was such a freaking sweet experience. I, my 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 good friend Mike came. I was like, dude, just let's spend the weekend together, both playing our own versions of Zelda. He's like, that sounds rad. So I stole a TV from work. And we no, up wait, and, wait, 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 back up. Yeah, well, what's up? What, oh, you that we're going to be playing casually. single player. Yeah, we're just playing a single player game together. I don't know. <laughs> no, you very casually just dropped. I stole no, a TV from work. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, so so the, the, the TV that I purchased 
that I had was there. And then there was another TV that was there. Uh, and <laughs> so my friend was hooked up to that one. And we're playing it. It's midnight. You know, we we went to go pick up the switch. We had the switch. It's 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 rad. We played a little bit of snipper clips, and I was like, let's 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 crack open Zelda. And so for the next seven hours, we're each doing our own thing. Where he <laughs> he climbed up to the top of one of the plateaus after you do all the tutorial stuff, you know. And he founds he finds the Lionel. He's like, oh, I got to kill this. I'm like, dude, it's going to take you forever. And it did. Yeah. It took him three hours to kill it because he had three hearts. And, you know, he didn't know how the game worked or anything. But he ended up killing the Lionel. And then I respect that. Yeah, I, I was like, that's rad. But then he got he was he was like, dude, you're you're he, he was I think he was just tired, but he was frustrated that I was like way further in one part of the story. He's like, you're going to you're going to rush through the game. Like, relax, relax. You're just pissed because you spent four hours fighting this boss for an axe that's going to break in 10 swings. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then he's like, yeah, I think I'm just tired. I was like, yeah, you know, how, you know, how sometimes you get that tired feeling where sometimes everything's hilarious and sometimes everything just feels annoying. Yes. <laughs> and yes, I do. He had the annoying cranked up at that point. It's like, dude, just take a nap. Just take I a nap. am I am right now <laughs> as we speak, I am potentially one stream away from finishing like a dragon Ishin. Oh yeah. I've yeah. actually been focusing down the story and doing like minimal side quest stuff. So we've gone through like six chapters in like three streams. Um more than that, actually, like seven or eight. Uh regardless. So I'm at this point now where I'm like, I might be able to finish it tonight. Every time I put that expectation or pressure on myself, it ends up being like a five and a half hour stream. And every <laughs> time that I think something is the ending and it's not the ending, I get a little bit closer to like, oh, just end already. <laughs> that's that's the worst place to be in a game that you're excited to play. Exactly. And it's it's so it's so I do that too sometimes where I'm I'm playing a story game like I love this game like I'm just ready I'm ready for it to be over. And then yeah. you get into an encounter that feels like it lasts too long and you're like god this game's so stupid great balance. Yeah, when, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> where, where if you had just been in a like if you weren't in that headspace you'd be like this is so sweet. I get to fight all these things. I get to use this the the stuff that I like doing but you get to the oh god I hate this crap. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's just like enough already. Yeah, I remember it, uh, uh, Kyle and I were finishing up Xeno um, uh, Xeno Gears, and okay. the second half of Xeno Gears is a complete disaster. Um, I have heard this. I have heard that the first half is incredible, and the second half is a shit show. Yeah, it's basically. Well, I mean, it's it's just it suffered from we ran out of money and time. Yep. Mm -hmm. Um, but so we, we I got to the final boss and I died, and it's like four in the morning, and I was I was just so pissed. I was like, I'm just done with this game. I'm done. I'm just turning it off, and I'm just gonna watch the. I bet you there's some video online because mind you, this is like 2008, and I was like, I bet you we can find a video on the internet that explains the ending to us. Um, yeah. And so I went to go look it up and Kyle was like, Tom, let's, why don't, why don't you just, why don't you just take a break? And I was like, yeah, I guess we could do that. <laughs> <laughs> do you know where there is a very, uh, a very direct and hilarious Xenogears reference? What's that? Hi-Fi Rush. Oh, really? There is a, there's a bit around one of the like mid late chapters where they just like they do the whole um 
the whole like description of what's going on, it becomes like it becomes this like very ethereal narration of like yeah. what's going on uh-huh. and describing all of the action and then it, and then it cuts us and then it like cuts us back in at like the end of this boss fight and everyone's like oh my god that's the most amazing thing i've ever seen i can't believe that just happened and chai yeah. looks directly at the camera is like yeah wish you'd have seen it yeah yeah would have been cool i bet mm-hmm <laughs> And it's like, it's so aggressively try- doing that bit from Xenogears where it's like, let's just tell you what's happening now. Yeah, there's no more money, so it's it's narration time. Yeah, and one, it's weird because they still do some stuff with it. It's it's <laughs> it's a unique experience. If, if you like, you know, PS1 era RPGs, it's worth a playthrough simply to see how the second disc plays out. Yeah. Otherwise, it's it's fine. It's not like a bad game. It's not amazing. It's just one of those. I'm, I'm, I'm honestly surprised they haven't re-released it at some point but i wonder if they're just like eh, is that in bad taste maybe we'd have to finish it right that's what, yeah, like, that's what i was wondering if they were if that's what they're thinking but they could just be a straight port like whatever yeah know. it is kind of surprising especially with uh especially with them kind of leaning into the remaster re-release like, they did it for chrono cross yeah you know with them and kind then, of then leaning into it. that they, they fixed the chrono cross or quote-unquote fixed the chrono cross remaster so it's there, it's it's super smooth and runs really fast. Mm-hmm. Oh man, it looks weird to see because I'm used to. The, I wanted to like I've only ever played in the PS1 yeah iteration where it's kind of like you know it runs at like 15 frames per second. Yeah, and so seeing it smoothed fast is like what the heck? That's 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 jarring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't but, actually I haven't actually seen it since they put the patch out, but I'm also not really like super aware of like frame rate stuff, but yeah. like. Going from a PS1 frame rate to like a modern frame rate would be very noticeable. Yeah, I feel like that one you can't even if you don't care that much about frame rates, that would be one that you'd be like, okay, I noticed this. Like it would just feel Mm -hmm, way different. So in the interest of full disclosure, um, I'm going to I'm going to like awkwardly segue and be like, I right now as we record I'm staring at my Slack channel waiting for someone to call me into a meeting at work. So I may not yet. I we will eventually have to like awkwardly cut this first half of the podcast off, possibly relatively short. So we're basically speed running this because we both just realized today that today is the only time that we can do this and we don't really have time. So I am going to like. I'm going to like jarringly interrupt this conversation about Xenogears and Square re-releases and ask if you want to take a question. Uh, yeah, always. Okay, this requires a visual aid. Okay, Xenogears. <laughs> well, no, it's quite it's the opposite, right? Normally, I just narrate it to you, but now there's actual visuals for it. <laughs> okay, I thought you were going to. I thought you were just going to uh, explain the visual aid. <laughs> no. Um, I'm going to send you this first, which is completely unrelated, but you can just read what I'm dealing with in Ishin right now. <clears throat> Why am I yelling at a cat over the state of my finances? Indeed. No, no context necessary. <laughs> I only sent you that because I was using Snip and Sketch to uh, to capture this off of my screen, and that's what was already in it. So I was like, ah, that's funny. I'll share that. <laughs> 
All right, cool. Swoggles has a, uh, a highly theoretical and fantastical question for us. Okay. We're going through this now so that if I do have to uh, awkwardly be like, oh, damn, gotta go. Um, we don't skip this. Mm-hmm. Um, so cue the music. Uh, Swoggles would like to know an evil spirit has cursed you. This is a question, I promise. Mm, mm. And one side of this chart, sending chart, one side of this chart will be removed from existence. From existence, okay. Which do you choose to remove? You keep your memories of the game, but no one else does. I mean, at this point, my memories of the game are all anyone <laughs> will probably care about. That's true. <laughs> No one's playing this crap these days. Um, I know what my answer is, and I have a couple of different approaches to it. It's funny because I only really, really care about like two games on my side. But and the other two could just go, but they're important enough to outweigh everything on the other side. I mean, th this is this is this is more or less this is impossible. I'm going to I'm going to stuff that evil spirit right back in a bottle is what I'm going to do. <laughs> That's option 3. No, murder. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. Okay. Okay, so on the left we have Super Mario World, Super yes. Metroid, Super mm -hmm. Mario Kart, and Super Mario RP RPG. All four of those I like quite a bit. Super Mario Kart I don't care that much about. There's I I don't have any interest in playing old Mario Kart. That is one of those games that if somebody's like, I've never played Mario Kart, I would say stay the hell away from any of the handhelds. Yep. And, well, maybe I guess the Switch sort of counts as a handheld. But the don't play the handheld games, don't play Super Metroid, or mm -hmm. I mean, don't play Super Mario Kart. Right. Um, and Super I'm Mario going, World, I am assuming, yeah, um, because there's nothing, in, there's nothing indicating the contrary, uh, that we are talking about these individual games and not their franchises. I would assume so, because they, they, it's. I would say that explicitly because on the right we have Donkey Kong Country 2, Diddy Kong's Quest, mm -hmm. and then Zelda, I'm guessing it's Link to the Past, yeah, F-Zero, and Chrono Trigger. Yeah. Okay, so, man, Chrono Trigger and Zelda mm -hmm. are, are where I want to lay my, lay my head to rest, but losing out on Super Mario RPG and Super Mario World would be crushing. Because Super Metroid, I like Super Metroid, but I don't really want to play Super Metroid again. I'd rather play, we just talked about this last week, actually, where I think I'd rather play, um, like, Zero Mission or yeah. um, Dread or something. Yeah, Super Metroid, despite being the most important Metroid game, is far from the best, especially yeah. now. Yeah, that's what I'm, yeah, I'm saying... And if it's in my memory, it's still there, and that's great. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's where the Super Metroid can live in my memory. That's cool. But someone not being able to experience Chrono Trigger or A Link to the Past would be really mm -hmm. sad. Okay, so imagine, though, imagine Super Mario RPG being erased from existence but not your memory and trying to convince people that in the mid-90s, Squaresoft made a Final Fantasy-style RPG starring Mario, Bowser, Peach, and two randos. <laughs> yeah, one's a puppet and the other's a cloud. Yes. Like, it, like, that, you just this is like a fun, it. this is a fun thought exercise for me, is like, it'd be really easy for me to explain all of these games if they were in my memory, but no one else's. Well, especially like Donkey Kong Country 2. Yeah. It's like, oh yeah, they made a sequel. 
between one and three. Well, and then the third one came out, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> like, and we'd be like, oh, I wonder what happened to that game. <laughs> yeah. No, I like, I, I imagine in this, in this timeline, three would have just come out as two. Yeah, I would think but so. But also, we're being pedantic again, and this doesn't matter. Oh, God, we're so good at it, though. We are. It's like the whole point of this podcast at this point. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, to me, like, I have played Link to the Past randomizer like four or five times within the last couple of weeks because I'm getting Jesse into it. Yeah, like, that is a no game way. that I like. I will take that and you can throw everything else in the bin. <laughs> but yeah. if I get to keep that and Chrono Trigger, all the better. Honestly, you can keep DKC2 and you can keep F-Zero. I mean, I'm going to the hot take here. I do not care if they if F-Zero just disappears from existence in its entirety. And I would be the saddest part for me would be losing. Um, show Falcon me your Punch. moves. Show me your moves. Right. <laughs> that would be the set. And, and the music from the uh, the uh, the big blue. Oh, yeah. And uh, Mute City. Yeah, I, that, that would that would be the those would be the two sad parts for me. They, I don't care at all about f-zero if they F were saying you know how i feel about f-zero is what? the same way that we used to talk about um uh smash brother character reveals is like sure. oh man if yes. there is a thing coming for this i'm gonna be really excited and really happy that it's there i am not going to touch it that that's what i was about to say if they were to announce we're making f-zero for this which would be like oh man that's so sweet i'm so excited for it for a game i'm not gonna play yeah i'm so that's excited for the people who will play it that are not me yeah, because I have an uncontrollable amount of excitement in me, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> it's overflowing. Uncontrollable. It's just, yeah. So this is a horrible, I hate this question. I hate this question. <laughs> Thanks, Swaggles. I hate it. <laughs> I mean, obviously, like, obviously, like, removing things that you love from existence is not a, is not, like, something that you would want to have happen. Thanks, evil spirit. Yeah, really? What's this thing's problem? But honestly, like, if I think about, like, the right side of the chart, uh, Donkey Kong Country 2, Zelda Link to the Past, F-Zero, Chrono Trigger, has the game that, you know, continues being in my rotating top three of favorite games all time in Chrono Trigger. And the game that I, the game from that list that I actually play the most often still in Link to the Past. So to me, it's like my nostalgic favorite and my current favorite, as in the one that I get the most mileage out of right now, are on one side of the list. So everything else can go. Yeah, but so if, if Link to the Past didn't exist, there'd be you could just play like a different top down Zelda and probably have similar experiences of randomizing it. Yeah, I feel like. I mean, there's a zillion randomizers now, but I think Link to the Past is the best one. Sure, sure, yeah, because it's your favorite. Uh, but again, experience. yeah, it's also like, I'm not saying it's the best. It's just the one that I have the most. Yeah, because you're yeah, talking was, about like how replaceable these are. That's so that's that's I guess that's where I was thinking is can. So is there a substitute for a Legend of Zelda Link to the Past? Yeah, kind of. Is yeah, there there's a substitute a for Chrono Trigger. Not exactly. Not really. Right. Is there a substitute for Super Mario RPG? Mm. Not in terms of what it is. I would say no. In terms of individual things, maybe, yeah. Um, I, Paper Mario kind of takes up the mantle, but it's notably different. Right, right. So, 
I guess the losing Super Super Mario World is. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like I feel like I'm gonna have to go with the right side. I feel like I'm gonna keep. The, I gotta keep Chrono Trigger and Zelda. Mm. Donkey Kong Country Two. I don't care about at all, though. I honestly hard- don't like. And it's funny because I think it's a good game, and I I enjoy. We podcasted on this very podcast a yeah. year or two ago, um, and we both had pretty good things to say about it. It's yeah, a good no, video I, game. I think it's a. If it was Donkey Kong Country One or Three, it would be harder for me to throw them out. But Donkey Kong Country Two, I I just don't care about, even though most people like it the best. Yeah, I I think it's a fine game that doesn't really do anything of like particular interest to me that I would be sad about losing. And honestly, you know what the really unfortunate thing is about like Super Mario World and Mario Kart and even to a degree Super Metroid is like if we talk about how replaceable those games are. Yeah, there are so many. They were so important to providing like a template to what those games actually are, like essentially creating entire genres and genre conventions that have carried on even up to now that like there is now enough stuff out there that you can play instead of those things that will get the job done just as well or better. Wait, hear me out. Hear me out. Throw the right side away. Okay, I'm listening. I'm listening. But technically, this is Chrono Trigger, just Chrono Trigger. What Uh about Chrono Trigger colon DS or uh, Legend of Zelda Four Swords, Link to the Past Four Swords? Just saying, that's not what's being thrown out here. So how, how much of a stickler is this ghost? I'm just I, you might be able to get Zelda. You could you could have your cake and eat it, too, is what I'm trying to say. This here. is officially too pedantic. Yeah, well, it sounds like I won then. <laughs> <laughs> G freaking G. Yeah, suck an evil spirit. Yeah, <laughs> this is like the Monty Python thing where, like, you you're talking to the dude asking questions on the bridge. Yeah, yeah. And then you start asking questions back. <laughs> and he's like, well, I don't know. And then he gets thrown over. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> this is this legit is how is how this is working is like, all right, well, what about the series? What about the franchises? What about remakes? Do we lose yeah. those ones, too? Do those count? <laughs> yeah, this this question. Oh, man, it would be brutal if it was just the series in general. Yeah. Well, it would be easier in some ways because Super Mario RPG isn't really a series. Well, Chrono, Chrono Trigger Cross, barely is. Is if Chrono Cross counts, then you can just throw everything else away. I can't live without Chrono Cross. I Although mean, most I, of it, most of its memory is my own because no one again cares about Chrono Cross. So, I mean, some people do. They they put out a re-release for a reason. True. Yeah, it wasn't just for me. Is is I mean, I know the <laughs> I know everything revolves around me, but. That was probably for other folks, too. But, I mean, you can't throw away the Mario franchise. <laughs> like, True. Mario Kart would be, like, I could do without it, but, like, there's a lot of good stuff in there. Like, Metroid is a series that I wouldn't want to not have. Yeah, but throwing away Zelda. Yep. On the other hand, you throw away Zelda. But then after that, it's like, well, F-Zero has, like, three games. Chrono Trigger has two yeah, if Donkey throw, Kong Country if you, has like five now, because well, there's the, one, two, and three, and then there's like the, the new ones. And, yeah, Tropical Freeze and uh, Returns. Uh, 
Yeah. Well, then do you, if you throw out that, do you have to get rid of like the uh, uh, conga, the the bongo, bingo, bango, bongo drums? Is that like the, all the spinoffs? Are they gone too? I don't know. This this is now no. Mm-mm. I don't like where this is headed. I had a I I had a dream one time where you and I I don't know what it was. This is this is going to sound wild, but so we were trapped in sort of some kind of game, and okay. I was put in a dimensional box in the middle of nothing and everything. So I was just like off in space. And I was supposedly some noble sack. I don't really remember the background of it. But I okay. just remember that I was in some space. Uh-huh. And then you were all that's left. And you were fighting the bad guy, the final boss. And cool. basically, the game tr- switched genres to be some sort of text game. Okay. And the final boss enemy thing wanted... It, its evil plan was... I, there's like a bunch of different options. I don't remember all of man. Okay, the 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 most important part is it was going to erase all video games except for one. Okay. And your your brilliant idea was to make it so that the evil boss turned every video game into knights. And <laughs> so, no, it and wasn't. The, You're making this up. And the, and I'm I'm not and and the the and you were like laughing about it and the boss like why are you laughing and then it cuts to me in in this dimensional box portal thing and just screaming I, like I like it goes to me and I'm I'm thinking about video games and like Cloud is slowly becoming the knight's character and and Mario <laughs> is becoming the knight's character and I just like lose my mind like. <laughs> Like, I just start screaming, and the box shatters. I disappear, and I just like I kill the bad guy. Like I tell, I go right next to you, and I, I beat up the bad guy. But then it turns out the bad guy was myself. Like I was the mirror of myself, or something. And you're like, that's just that's deep. And I was like, I don't know. And then I woke up. I was like, what the hell's happening? <laughs> that's incredible. Thank you for sharing that. What the hell? I don't know. Should we talk about burgers? Let's talk about burgers. Burgers. Yeah, burger time. Burger time. Have you, did you ever play the original, bur- well, no. I think the original burger time would technically be arcade burger time. That's what I thought you were going to ask me. Like, I thought that's what you meant. And I, I've never played the, the, the 1980 something, early 80s classic burger time, which I believe was called hamburger when it first came out in Japan, but they changed it to burger time for allegedly trademark or something weird i don't know but then they just yeah. kept burger time as their as their name now so now it is burger time officially even in japan not hamburger so to me when i said have you uh have you played original burger time what i had in mind originally was the nes port which ah, i now okay. which i realize now is like not accurate but had you <laughs> let me let me broaden the question and say sure. have you played a burger time no this is my first time playing Burger Time. I've I've heard of the game. And really? I saw a screenshot of Burger Time, but I have never played Burger Time. At all. And and in fact, when I booted it up at first, I was like, I don't I don't know. This game's I don't like this game at all. And then I realized there's a button to pepper things. Oh, like, oh, yeah, okay. that helps. Because I got through like the first three stages without peppering anything. I was like, this is getting really hard. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Why am I having so much trouble? Uh oh. <laughs> oh, I'm missing half of the mechanics. <laughs> and then it became uh, pretty cool. I don't know. I, I kind of liked it more than I thought I would. The dogs hate that. I'm, I'm, I've upset them. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, so I I actually really like Burger Time. Yeah, that's well because you had mentioned that, and then that's why I was like, okay, I guess I guess we'll do it because I thought it was just some dumb, crappy Data East game. I mean, that's also true. Yeah, but it's not. But it's it's better than I would have guessed. I mean, it's okay. It's a very very arcade focused game. Yeah, sure. It's, it's like it's it is a game that you could rate on you know a dollar's worth of playtime. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Um, but and it's it's really is not anything like super complicated. Like it's got no. similar mechanics in a lot of ways to like a, a Donkey Kong type of game. Yeah, it's, where it's, it's like it's, the goal is to walk over these enough times. It's it's I think it's in some ways it's simpler than than Donkey Kong. I honestly I think it's. I think it's more enjoyable than playing original Donkey Kong. Now, I, 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 at least I had more fun playing this than I than I do playing original Donkey Kong. Yeah. Yeah, there's there's I wouldn't say it's less complex because there's some strategy involved. But you, you know what there isn't is a jump button. Yeah, I guess. That's so what that I takes some out of it. Yeah, maybe that's all I'm thinking is because the complex. That's true. That's true. I I, could, I read the complexity immediately about like you know baiting the AI to do certain stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and watching the, I don't. What, what are they? They're not. Oh, they're pickles. That's right. It's yeah. Mr. There's Hot pickles, Dog. eggs, sausages, and um and eventually a giant donut. It is. It is officially Mr. Hot Dog, Mr. Pickle, and Mr. Ah, Egg. Right. Yes. Sorry. Okay. Because Peter Pepper. Yep. Has to the make chef. Burgers. Yes. Yes. Because these food foes. Now, what I don't understand is you're making the burger. Mm-hmm. You know, you're putting the lettuce on it. You're putting the meat. Yep. Mm-hmm. You're putting cheese. Probably. Um, you, the occasional you tomato. Squish, you can squish pickles and egg into it. Who's putting hot dogs on a burger? Hey, nobody. But I would rather I would eat put it. burgers on the hot dog than be eaten by a hot dog. True. That's true. Yeah, those those pickles and eggs and hot dogs are gonna. Did I say put burgers on a hot dog? Yeah, I thought I thought you were just being goofy. <laughs> no, I just said it wrong. Okay. <laughs> hot dogs on a burger. I mean, I would eat a hot dog on a burger, but that's not saying much. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like I would do it too. I like that's something where like if someone if someone presented me with like oh yeah this is a burger and we have sausages on it i'd be like that's weird let me try it yeah right like i'd be like okay <laughs> but like so, I, I can't say that i've actually seen it happen because it seems like too much yeah well it just seems weird because they could have picked a different topping than yeah than hot dogs but I guess but all the other hot dogs aren't look, wiggly enough. They're not. Too, they're, everything else would be too similar, maybe. Like, yeah. when you're thinking about programming in 1980s. <laughs> all, all these, like, flat sheet. Yeah, because even, like, like ingredients would be too hard. Yeah. Or, or like, I, I suppose you could do a mushroom, but that would be hard to do, too. And then some people yeah. would be terrified of that. <laughs> it, it ultimately is good that they did. Um, it ultimately is good that they did the. Uh, that they did the hot dog because I think that that's kind of a really recognizable thing from it. But yeah, Absolutely. in context, it like it, watching the hot dog just kind of wiggle around on the stage, right? And it's very <laughs> visually dynamic given the amount of space they have to work with. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, the and I think it helped the, to, so you can see right away. Oh, the hot dog just chases you, whereas the the pickle just goes up whatever ladder it's closest to. Yes. 
And yeah, I they all have like distinctly different um like patterns or, or yeah, like, like movement patterns towards you. Yeah. Which is which is really cool. Like it adds a, a layer of of strategy to it that it wouldn't otherwise have. Yeah, it's 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 funny how fast I am to judge games like this because they're not something I usually enjoy playing. Mm. And so I booted up, I played it for ten minutes or five minutes, where I was like, Yeah, I don't want to play this. Um and I kind of turned it off. And then I was like, well, that's not fair. And then I turned it back on. And like a day later, I played it again. I was like, oh, oh, wow. There's actually things to pay attention to. Like the, the there's real mechanics here that you can, you know, get behind. Like how the movement of the the, the different food foes work. My, <laughs> my, I, I had pepper. Oy. My favorite mechanic. Yes. Um, Is being able. It's like there's one thing to like squish things under like the burger bun. Sure. To like take them down. But my favorite mechanic is actually sending it down on top of the thing that you're dropping. So it drops extra layers. Yeah. Yeah. And you get like two or like it actually stacks. Like if you get like two or three things lined up in the same spot, like it'll just drop again and again and again for however many things there are. So you can potentially finish like the whole thing in one drop if you get it lined up right. Yeah, it's quite satisfying. Yeah, it really is. Um, It's just it's little like. It's Burger Time. There's really not that much to it. But I will say this. The NES Burger Time has like three or four stages, like in total. Oh, wow. It's like it's like playing Donkey Kong, where you're basically just looping the same four stages over and over. It's very much meant to be like a a port of the arcade experience. Oh, so that's why this is the deluxe. So, yeah, this being deluxe, there's a lot of stuff in this that is not in original Burger Time. I, is is that is that sweet cutscene where pickles m- murder the dude? But those or hot dogs. Yeah, those um, those cutscenes are like surprisingly violent. Yeah, I mean the hot dogs straight up they they just punch they 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 both punch him on either side of his head and I I, I imagine they just crush his skull. It's it is a Mortal Kombat X ray attack. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. Like you, yeah, you you honestly see the dude's skull. Yeah, it, like, implodes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, that was what, like, I was done with the game, and I was like, yeah, that was fun. And then my jaw dropped. <laughs> <laughs> and then I rewound and made a save state so I could show other people that that's a real thing that happens. So, so full disclosure, that viewing of that cutscene is what made me go back and play more of it. Oh, really? Yeah, because I was like, okay, hold on. I, I have to play more of this game. <laughs> I, it's not, I did not give that a fair shake. In, in, in the, in <laughs> so how far sense. did you, how far did you get actually? Um, I got the, so there's the first cutscene where you squish yourself or something somehow. Yeah. Right? Um, I'm blanking on what the second cutscene is now, but I feel like I got there-ish. So I don't know, like, what's that, like 20 minutes of gameplay, 30 minutes into yeah, it? Yeah, so you went through like two worlds. I think there's yeah. like six. Yeah, that sounds right. There are some that get, um, so some things that Burger Time Deluxe introduces that the original Burger Time does not have scrolling stages. Oh, really? Yeah. And they like, it's almost kind of a surprise. You don't get introduced to them until later, but there are some that are actually wider than they fit on one screen and the stage actually scrolls. Uh, some in a really interesting way, because they like, I thought they would just do like screen wrapping or something, but there are some that like have an almost like MC Escher style, like staircase thing. Yeah. 
where you like have to go one way to climb up the stairs and the other way to go down the stairs. But like if you go up the stairs, you can like drop back down onto the stairs on the other level. And it's it's actually laid out really cool. That sounds awesome. Um, wow, there's a lo- maybe I'll go play more of it. Honestly, I'm 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 really curious about. There are some stage designs design. that suck. Yeah, of course, of course. Um, particularly like because you have very little, you know, you have Pepper and Pepper just stuns the enemies for a few seconds. Sure. If they're right in front of you, but it's very limited. Um, if there are some stages that require you to go up a bunch of essentially one way ladders and it's very, very, very easy to get cornered. Yes, that's and that that is something I noticed even in some of the earlier stages, especially before I knew Pepper was a mechanic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> where where it does seem like you could you could kind of lock yourself in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there are some sometimes you can manage around like okay, well I've got them going the wrong direction, so I have time to go down and and you know walk over this piece of lettuce because that's how that's good food safety. That's how yes, we make our burgers here. I mean, these are some big burgers. Yeah, or you're a very small person. Yeah, it's it's unclear. But whatever it is, like we uh well, I mean the ending cutscene involves I guess your main rival is the donut shop next door. Yeah, cuz those are known to be rival goods. And, yeah. Yeah, you know those times when it's like I'm not sure it's lunchtime and I'm not sure if I want a a big juicy hamburger or a donut. <laughs> like it's 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 forever the the quandary of, of <laughs> what the hell. I didn't understand that from like from the get go. Yeah, me neither. But I will say that in stage six, there is uh, added to the usual hot dog egg pickle enemies is a huge ass donut <laughs> that just follows you around in the same way. That is like four times the size of every other sprite. Oh my god. It's really wild. It's like, it feels like you're fighting like an Andross donut. <laughs> That's so awesome. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm curious what the two player, what is two player mode like in this, I wonder. I assume it's just alternating, but, but it's no, if it's on Game Boy. Yeah. I don't know. I actually don't know. Uh, there is two player in uh, NES Burger Time, and it's just, you know, player one, player two, player one, player two, alternating. Sure. But honestly, as uh, having played like a lot of original Burger Time, like it's one of those weird cult classic things where I'm like, I just have really good. It's one of those things where like I would never call it one of my favorite games, but every time I do see it, it's like, oh, shit, Burger Time. <laughs> You know, that type of feeling. Absolutely. When you know, oh, you know what? I'm going I'm to play a round of Burger Time real quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I can get that. Any Like, anytime it shows up in front of me, I'm like, I'm going to spend 15, 20 minutes playing this. Yeah. All right, that was fun. So, like... Yeah, I can see that. This, I, this was falls- very, I was very curious to see what Deluxe would bring to the table. And, like, scrolling screens, more varied... Uh, more varied stage layouts. Some had like buttons uh, and like trigger points where you could like create different ladders, like new ladders oh, to get cool. to places. There was actually pretty neat stuff. Yeah. I mean, um, 
the 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 I did look at the wiki page for Burger Time, and it says that the you know it it was it did well, like it, the game franchise did pretty well for itself. Yeah, and so that's why you know you get you got to see some sequels and stuff. They did make one called Peter Pepper's Ice Cream Factory, which I don't know what. That oh, I don't is. know if I like that. I'm not sure if I like that. <laughs> yeah, my my there's there's the Flintstones because you got to have a nice crossover game. Uh, in in the two thousands, actually. Um, Wait, hold up. Uh, there's a Flintstones Burger Time game. Yeah, it's called the Flintstones colon Burger Time in Bedrock for Game Boy Color. Wow, Game Boy. That's what this looks like. I don't. I no. Um, and then there was a new one that came out in 2019. That's on like the Switch Burger Time Party. What's What's the most exciting thing for any Burger Time fan, of course, is that the there, there is a uh, an updated version of the game is going to be released exclusively uh, soon, TM, for Intellivision Amico. <laughs> the console that has... Wow. The, the, the Tommy... Uh, uh, what's Tallarico. Tal- Tallarico, yeah. Is that and why it, they call it the Amico? Because it rhymes I, with Tallarico? I feel like it has to be, right? Oh, I hate that. Because he was, he's the... Also, isn't that thing, like, isn't everyone, like, going to jail over that because it's a scam or something? <laughs> yeah, so I think so. And, like, that, I believe, I remember seeing a Nintendo Life article, uh, like, a year or two ago, where the the trademark was abandoned, but then it was picked back up, and they opted, or, like, they, they like, got an extension or made a new one. I have no idea, but the, the truth is you'll probably not be seeing the exclusive Burr Time update anytime soon if it is going to stay exclusive to the television that's really bizarre Mm -hmm. yeah like really really bizarre i can't uh, but not maybe not as bizarre as this flintstones burger time being an actual real thing yeah it looks it looks the graphics in it on game boy color i mean they they technically look better in some ways but honestly it looks sort of worse than burger time deluxe it does i was gonna say the same thing you know what it looks like this game looks like it has the graphical fidelity of an original game boy game but it actually is in full color yeah and and it doesn't even look like it has scrolling the scrolling app like i don't know this seems way worse burger time deluxe might be the quintessential burger time experience I don't know about that, because I think I've only played this one in the original, and then there was one weird 3D one that they that was on, like, Xbox Live Arcade some time ago, and uh, I was like, oh, this sucks. Um, know, what, so is is Super Burger Time the one that was for... Oh, the I'm NES just, one is just called Burger Time. Oh, okay, Super Burger Time. This is Arcade. Oh, oh they made an ar- a new Arcade one, gotcha. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. This might be the quintessential burger. Oh my god, it's so it's so hard to look at. Why? The here, I'll just show you the the. I don't know what those patties are, but they they're they're awkward. They're just weird looking. I don't. know. I'm very curious. Um, I I was at four oh, minutes no. and forty seconds. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what that is either. Some kind of like clown boss that you're stuffing burgers in their face or something. But go to around like three minutes or so, or like four minutes. The, there's like dangly things there. It's like candy. I don't know. Okay, yeah, I can, I can, oh, there's a jump button. Okay, it's immediately worse. Oh, yeah, you have to jump on the patties to make them fall. And there's also pea pods, and there's like, you, you beat them with this pole. What a, What the hell? This is too much. This game got wild. I don't like it. There's corn. I, I see what they're trying to do with it, but like, the okay. So, in Burger Time, you are grapes. to, like, 
run along the like entire length of each topping to drop it down. Yeah. Super Burger Time appears to have foregone that in favor of jump on top of it several times at it like in any location. Yep. But yeah, I, I'm not. I don't like it. And the poor sausage has some serious scoliosis. Or hot dog, excuse me. Yeah. They got a nice wiggle when they go up the ladder, though. <laughs> yeah, they do. Yeah, you know, it's funny. You, you, when you when you mentioned the scrolling aspect of Burger Time, I... I I, because now I'm looking at a, a a long play of the Game Boy of the deluxe one. Yeah, and I realized, oh, I did do the scrolling stages. I just didn't even think about them as scrolling stages. I think the first couple of stages have like scrolling like ten pixels to the left and right. Yeah, it's to not the very point much. where it barely counts. But it's but it's it's something I didn't even think about because I wasn't I wasn't picturing you know a 1980s arcade game. So right, the fact right, that that's right. added is pretty cool. Yeah, it's honestly a big um, it's honestly a big difference from the original Burger Time. Yeah. And like when the screen started moving, like having played several hours of Burger Time um, on NES, once the screen started moving, I was like, oh, shit, I didn't even <laughs> consider this could happen. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Uh, but I, I, it's one of those things that I think probably doesn't really show it probably doesn't really come off as that cool. Unless you have played the earlier ones. The, yeah, I think so. Um, but if you have played NES Burger Time, which I'm going to go ahead and guess that if people have played a Burger Time game, it's either arcade or NES. Probably. I feel like those are, at least anecdotally, those are like the most popular ones. Um, this is a really good game if you think that game is fun, but a little bit thin. Yeah. There's also like... I don't know if you got it, but like there's chocolate bars that show up mm -hmm. and those make you invincible. They're like power stars. <laughs> I mean, obviously. It it turns chocolate your bars. entire apron brown. <laughs> you know, like the color of chocolate. <laughs> and then you can just run through things for a bit, which honestly is nice. It just doesn't they don't show up enough and you don't get enough pepper. Like, yeah, the I felt I felt I was starved for pepper. Yeah. Uh, even even as early because I think I got through the second and then some of the third world is when I stopped. Um, it's very obvious that they what they want you to do is like not use the pepper except in case it's very specific emergency cases. Yeah. What they really want you to do is put another quarter in the machine. <laughs> also that <laughs> that is like that is the core design for sure. <laughs> So apparently the, the composer of this was also uh, the composer for Crystallis or Crystallis. Oh, which I just found out about. That's neat. Really interesting. Because I don't I don't want to make what the a mistake. fun callback to our first episode. Right. Yeah, exactly. I, I didn't want to make the mistake that we made for um, Gargoyles, where, where you notice after the fact that the composers for that game are were, were, were pretty well known. Yeah, it's you know, that is actually worth uh, that is actually worth bringing up. As I was looking up music to put on the uh, to put on the Gargoyle podcast Quest, for last week, the Gargoyles Quest uh, podcast for last week, I literally had the music in the podcast and then like Audacity will pull up like metadata for the for the files that I put in there. And I see Harumi Fujita and Yoko Shimomura. <laughs> and I'm like, what? 
I think we addressed the music briefly and said it was pretty good. Yeah, we're like, but yeah, we didn't good. really talk that much about it. But this is apparently like the fourth game Yoko Shimamura ever worked on. Yeah, yeah, and it was it was the second game for uh, 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 Fujita. Yeah, I who I think is not as recognizable a name. Oh no, no she, like, did, she did Ghosts and Goblins was her first game. I think she was part of that. She but did. Yeah, she's, she did sound effects on Ghosts yeah. and Goblins in '85. Yeah, okay, that's maybe maybe that's what I don't know now. But, but she, then, she's, you know, but then like music. moving on, we got Bionic Commando, which yeah. the music in that game is fantastic. It is. We got Final Fight, Strider, Chippendale Rescue Rangers, Mega Man Three, Sky Blazer, uh, Sky Blazer, Tomba, which I know one person who really really likes Tomba. I that is a game I've always said I would play and never did. It's bizarre. <laughs> and it's bizarre in a way that oscillates between fascinating and fun and annoying. I feel like it was it was published by Sony, right? So there's a chance they end up putting it on their service at some point. It's possible. I cool. bought it uh when I played it at uh viewer request. Ah. I bought it on the PS3 store as a ps1 game oh cool for like five bucks or whatever yeah technically you get it for free if they ever release it on ps4 or ps5 yeah because you already and i had an okay time um well that's that's a pretty damning (laughs) that's that's about as negative as you get (laughs) no here's the thing it is a fun and interesting game that goes on for too long and has some has some very fascinating elements that are player unfriendly uh okay okay and and not in a not and in a, i, I want to see more of this unfriendly because that's kind of your jam sometimes no in a like you just um you are working through this stage where it's like you're on top of a mountain and you're platforming with like wind resistance mm-hmm. and whoops you missed that jump and fell into a plant that ate you and spit you back to the beginning uh, yeah okay Okay, and fetch quests that are annoying to like get from place to place, but like what you're actually doing is kind of like insane and hilarious, <laughs> like taking the right mushroom to like change your mental state so that you can get to someone while you're crying. Come on. But then like you have to find the mushroom here and then make it back to that person while the effects are still kicked in. <laughs> It's bizarre and weird. And there's a lot of stuff in it that's, you know, it's still in the era of older game design where there's sure. stuff that doesn't really make a ton of sense unless you're looking at a guide. And then you're like, how was I supposed to know that? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But the real issue that I had with it is it was essentially a forced playthrough. And that's not to say that's not to say anything bad to anyone that asked me to play stuff. No, no, no. But it's like. I had that whole thing a couple years back where it was like, request a game for me. And then it got out of control because people had more points than I thought. And it was like one of the last things that I had to finish out of my list of like 70 something games that people asked me to play. And I was so done with it that I just wanted to be done with it. And like I said earlier in this podcast, I hit that point of like, wow, this is pretty fun. But God, end, (laughs) end, just end. Yeah, no, I get I get that. But uh, so, I, so 
Oh, sorry. I do ultimately think it's worth playing. Like Tomba's cool. If if they release it on as part of their the PS Plus stuff, I'll definitely give it a give it a go. It would be a it would be a very fun podcast. I think. Yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. Then it would be then it would be convenient for us to podcast it if they do. Mm-hmm. That. I would not play it all again, but I would like catch back up on it. Sure. And uh, I would be very happy to talk about that. I mean, I, do you think do you think anyone listening to this knows who Yoko is? Yoko Shimomura. Do you think they have they any idea? ought to? Do you think they have any idea what kind of games music or music for games that she's made? Do you want to run down it? I mean, I don't know. There's some like Street Fighter Two. People have probably heard. Yeah, there's. I mean, maybe potentially the, fire. the aforementioned Super Mario RPG. Yeah, yeah. Potentially, you know, the Super Mario RPG. Maybe I don't. Live Alive has some pretty good music. Legend of Mana. Paris like the entire soundtrack of all of the Kingdom Hearts games. Oh yeah, maybe all of Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> Potentially. You don't walk away. I love that it's been like say. it's been almost twenty years, and the theme of the first Kingdom Hearts is still the one we all think of. <laughs> like that is Kingdom Hearts music. I don't have a clue what music is in any Kingdom Hearts game except for maybe one and two. What you mean you don't know the third boss theme in Birth by Sleep? Mm-mm. Nope, I don't. I know it's shocking. Nope. What I didn't know, I did not realize she did the Mario and Luigi game music. I didn't know that either, which so I cool. also really want to play when I actually have time to do it. Heck yeah, that's oh yeah, that game. I cannot. That's 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 going to be very fun to play. Again she also worked. She also worked on Xenoblade Chronicles, which has outstanding music. Oh, it does. Yeah. Yeah. I, we talked about that before where I was like, I kept playing it and just couldn't finish it for whatever reason. But the music is awesome. Yeah. So. TLDR, Yoko Shimomura is one of the biggest names in video game composing ever and just happened to take on Gargoyle's Quest as her fourth game after Samurai Sword, Final Fight on like two songs. No, one song uh, and Codename Viper. I don't even know what that is. I don't know what that is either. I don't know what Samurai Sword is either. Arc Systems work? Arc System works? From 1990? That, that's, that's who the developer is. Oh, that's wild. Wait, what is what is Codename Viper? Oh, we should play this. Known in Japan as Ningen Heiki Dead Fox. <laughs> Player takes control of a special forces operative who must combat a drug syndicate in South America. I, I just want to show you this is a page from the game because apparently there's some story that's set up like this. It's It's just a text page missing text. Okay, our purpose is as much and it pay. <laughs> skull. I like the little skull. I like the, yeah. I like the idea of this drug syndicate leaving some sign of kind of cryptic note. And then someone's like, I'm going to I'm going to draw a little uh, little doodle here of a skull with an eye patch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's our it's our official letterhead. <laughs> yeah. <right>. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the end of the podcast? I think that's the end of the podcast. Yeah, for okay. sure.